things that happen in our worship. There are battles that are being won in this time in worship. There was a king in scripture, King Jehoshaphat, and he went to battle and he had his army, he had his fighters, his warriors, but he actually sent the praise and worship team in front of them into battle. And they won the war because battles are fought in our worship and they are won in our worship. So there's powerful things happening in this time of worship. It's not just some cool songs and an amazing band that plays for us, even though they are, right? They're awesome. It, there's more happening. There's things happening in the spiritual, in the spirit realm when we're praising and worshiping. And there's literally battles being won. And there's another place that we can sometimes battle and that is in our mind. So we're gonna talk about that today, the battle that happens in our minds. You can go ahead and have a seat if you're here with us in person, if you're joining us online, thank you so much for spending some of your morning with us. I hope that God is touching you right where you're at. And so today we are gonna be talking about another battle that we face and it's in our mind because there's a battle happening in our minds. And as I say that many of you can say, you know what, I, I can relate to that. I can totally relate to that. I, I feel that battle in my mind. Some of you may even say, you know what, I, I feel that every day, I feel like I'm battling. And others of you, you might even be saying, you know what, I feel every moment that I'm battling in my mind. And so at times we can just feel so confident in this life that God has us leading, but then at the very same time, we can just battle and struggle and feel paralyzed in making decisions for our life. And so there's this battle happening. Our mind is a battlefield. And I would dare say today that most of life's battles are won or lost in our minds. So we're gonna look at that today. There was a man in scripture, his name was Paul. He was actually an apostle, Apostle Paul, and he wrote a number of books in our Bible that, that you've read. And he spread the news of Jesus and preached everywhere. But he also, for many, many years, believed the lies of the enemy. So for many, many years, he was stuck in, in the lies of the enemy. And so he had to go through a major transformation in his life. He had to go through a renewing of his mind. And so in scripture, we actually get to see firsthand, he's very transparent with us, this battle that happens in our minds. And he shares with us so openly what that looks like in the book of Romans, starting in chapter seven, verse 19, it says, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. <laughs> Could there not be a more true statement in all of scripture right there. Can anybody relate to that statement? Anybody at all? Yes, every single one of us. This is the battle. And he's showing us what it looks like. Listen, I, I wanna do the good things, but I just, I just don't do them, right? I just flat out don't do them, right? We lose the battle sometimes. And then he goes on to say, but if I do what I don't want to do, I'm not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this principle of life, that when I want to do what is right, I inevitably do what is wrong. There's that battle. 
I love God's law with all of my heart, but there is another power within me that is at war in my mind. This power makes me a slave to the sin that is still within me. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me? Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? This battle, this war that is going on in my mind, it is miserable. I fight it, I battle it every morning and it's just miserable. Who will free me from this battle? Who will free me from this war in my mind? There's an answer. Thank God. Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Are you thankful? Thank God. Thank God Jesus is our answer. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I am a slave to sin. This is what that battle looks like, the war in our mind. And he gave us a great glimpse of this and, and he struggled with it. So I know that every single person that's here today struggles with this as well. But there is good news. There is good news. God's word is powerful, not just to help us, but to transform us by the renewing of our minds. And we all need it. Would you pray with me this morning as we take a look at this in scripture? God, we just come before you right now. We thank you so much for who you are. We give you all the glory and all the praise. You are God, you are our Father. And we do say this morning, we say thank God that the answer is found in you. Thank you that you have freedom for us, that you have victory for us. And God, we just thank you that you gave us your word, which is truth and life, and it can tear down every lie the enemy speaks. God, we thank you that your word is an offensive weapon for us to use. God, we thank you that your word is sharper than any two-edged sword. God, I just pray that you would open our hearts to receive from you today, to receive from your truth today so that we can live in victory in our minds. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we are kicking off a brand new series today called Winning the War in Your Mind. And it is based on a book by Pastor Craig Rochelle. We had some of those books available last week. We had a few left today that you could buy, but I'm not sure if there's any left. And so if there's not and you wanna get one, go ahead and go online. They're available all over online. And we would actually love it if some of our connection groups led this study in their groups this fall. And there's also a workbook that goes along with the book. So you can read the book. There's a workbook as well. So you would have all the resources you needed to actually do a connection group. And let me tell you, one of our connection groups have, has done this study in the past, and they all said it was just so impactful and life-changing. And so that's actually what we're believing that this series is gonna be for each and every one of us. We truly believe it's going to be a life-changing series. It's so powerful when we, when we look at this because we all battle thoughts in our mind. We all do. And I know that you do because I do. I battle thoughts 
in my mind. And, and I battle sometimes and I say, you know what, is, is what I'm doing good enough? Or, or am, I, am I ever gonna be enough? Am I gonna be, ever be a good enough wife for my husband? Am I, am I a good enough mom to these boys that you've given me to raise? You know, God, why, why did you choose me to be a woman pastor anyway? Can, can I really do this? And sometimes I battle, you know, does, does anybody really wanna be my friend? So I battle those thoughts. So I know that you battle thoughts like that as well. I think every single one of us are battling. We all have this war going on in our minds. And scripture, scripture points us to how we can deal with this. And it's in the book of 2 Corinthians, starting in chapter 10, it says, we are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. And so we don't have to battle alone. There's good news. We don't have to battle this alone. We have God's power within us. We have God's word. We have the truth of his word to battle this war in our mind. We have all that we need to battle. In that passage, they use the word stronghold. And that's not a normal word that we use in everyday language. We don't talk to each other and, you know, go, oh, you know, how are you, how are you doing with your stronghold, you know? We don't say that kind of stuff to each other, but you'll see this word a number of times in scripture. It's a powerful word, and it actually means that it is a place that has been fortified so as to protect it against attack. That's what the word stronghold means. And it's also a military term, so you probably have heard it in regards to our military. So if our military is going into battle against an enemy, one of the goals that we have when we go to battle is to take down the enemy's stronghold. Because if we can take down their stronghold, we can win the war. We can win the war if we demolish their stronghold. And so we have an enemy, all of us, we have a spiritual enemy and his goal is to set up a stronghold in our mind. And so he works at this and he tells us lies and then he starts to fortify this stronghold that he's building in our minds because he is hoping that it is strong enough that God's word and God's truth cannot penetrate it and take it down. And he does this, he does this by just starting with one lie. He'll tell us one lie and, and he'll start doing it in our thinking, in our thought processes. And so he tells us this one lie and he, he does it one, one thought at a time. He begins taking ground and he begins building his stronghold. And so pretty soon through that, we then become prisoner to his lies. So the devil tries to shape our thinking and he does it one thought and one lie at a time until we're finally a prisoner to those lies he's told us. And some of those lies are, well, you know what? You just can't trust anybody. You, you just can't trust anybody. You've been let down too many times, so you can't trust. You know what? You're never gonna succeed. 
you're just a failure. You're just never gonna succeed or you're always gonna be broke. You've never been able to handle your money and you're just always gonna be broke or you're never gonna have a good marriage. It's just never gonna happen for you. Or you know what? God doesn't hear your prayers. In fact, he doesn't even care about you. He tells us things like that, right? You know what? You're never gonna make a difference in life. In fact, you're never actually gonna amount to anything. And so one thought at a time, he begins building his stronghold. So what are we gonna do about it? Going back to that passage in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, moving on to verse five, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I love that word in there, demolish. Doesn't say, you know what, we're just gonna start taking it apart brick by brick, you know, just a little by little. No, it says we're gonna demolish, we're gonna wipe that out, totally gone, totally destroyed. And we're gonna make those thoughts obedient to Christ. So why is this so important? Why is this so important for us? Because our lives are moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And honestly, both science and scripture agree on this. I mean, God is the creator of us. He created our brain. He knows how it's wired. He put it all together. He designed it. And science and scripture agree on this. It's called cognitive behavior psychology. And if you study and look into it, it shows you that a lot of our problems we face in life are directly related to our thought process. So the relational challenges that you face, the eating disorders, the addictions, some forms of anxiety, these can be a direct result of toxic thinking. But thank God, thank God we have an answer. God's word is true and it points us to this throughout scripture. It tells us in Proverbs 27 verse 19, it says, as a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. So this life that we have is a reflection of the thoughts that we think. What we think determines who we become. Our thoughts are powerful. And so if you think that you can't, you probably won't. But if you think you can, you probably will. And if all that you do is dwell on your problems and everything that's going wrong in your life and that nothing is working out, you're probably gonna end up feeling overwhelmed and defeated. But if you're looking for solutions and you're believing that that change will happen and you're working towards that, you're probably gonna find the solutions to your problems. And if you begin feeling like a victim because everyone has hurt you in your life, you're going to become a victim. Our thoughts are powerful. Because if you believe that you can overcome by God's power and God's truth, you will overcome. And so this series 
is not a power of positive thinking series. We're not just gonna talk about thinking positive thoughts. This is more powerful than that. This is deeper than that. This is no Jesus. Jesus is actually going to help us experience victory and through him, we're gonna find the power and the strength to win this war. Because the life that you have is a reflection of the thoughts that you think. And so what comes in your mind will come out in your life. And so no matter what you do, no matter what you have, who you know, where you go, where you travel, if you have, if you have negative thoughts, you're gonna end up with a negative life. And if you have a positive thoughts and you use God's power to overcome, you're going to have a positive life. Our thoughts are powerful. We are always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And so I wanna ask you this question today. Are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Are you excited? Well, about six years ago, I wasn't. I wasn't too excited about where my thoughts were taking me. I was stuck in just negative thinking. I was stuck in just, you know, fear and, and these strongholds the enemy had set up in my mind, the lies that he had told me, I was stuck in them. And it was affecting my life, it was directing my life, it was coming out with, on the people that were around me in my life, my family and my friends. And, and I didn't like it. I didn't like the direction my thoughts were taking me. And so I had to do something about it. So I, I know there's, there's things that can happen to us in our life that can affect us. And so when I was a child growing up, there was a number of things happened that, that were painful and hurtful for me and difficult. And so through that, the enemy then planted a lie that then became a stronghold inside of me. And then when I was a teenager, I experienced some trauma. And so again, the enemy then took that and planted that lie and then built a stronghold in my mind. And I was stuck. And I had to do something about it. I had to change the way I was thinking. I had to allow God to transform me by the renewing of my mind. And we should all desire that for us in our lives. We all should desire to change the way that we're thinking. We all should desire to allow God to renew our minds. And there's two things that I wanna talk to you about today, just two that if you start them, you are going to begin winning this war in your mind. And the first one is that we're gonna identify the biggest stronghold holding you back. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm not good enough. My past is just too bad. I won't ever amount to anything because my past, you know, I just, I can't trust people. I'm always, always just gonna battle my weight. It's always been a struggle. And I'm always gonna battle that. I'll never be good with money. I never have, and I never will. I'm never gonna end up with a job that I really love to do. I never will. I'm gonna be stuck here the rest of my life. All of my relationships are just gonna end up breaking down. What is the biggest stronghold in your mind? 
Maybe it's one of those. But when you look at the psychology and anatomy of our brains, every thought we have creates a chemical change in our body. It's, it's really fascinating when you, when you look into it. Our brains are so complex and God just designed them incredibly. But if you have a negative thought, you are actually releasing uh, a chemical neurotransmitters that are released in your brain that then have a negative effect on you. And so negative thoughts create that negative output in our brains. And to be honest, not only does it affect our brain, but over time, it can actually end up affecting our organs and eventually our overall health. Because I can tell you six years ago when I was stuck in those strongholds in my life, my physical health was deteriorating. And since then, and since I've renewed my mind and I've broken those strongholds off of me, I can tell you today that my health has never been better. It's never been better. I changed my thinking, I renewed my mind and it has affected everything because our brains are that complex that they release these chemical signals in our body. And so if you have positive thoughts, guess what? There's a surge of rewarding neurotransmitters that are released in your brain. It's actually a very illegal, it's a very legal and exciting drug that our bodies creates and it's called dopamine. And so when you have positive thoughts, that's released in your body. So if, if somebody is like, you post something on your social media, right? And you're like, hey, look what I did. And people, you go on there and people are commenting and there's all these comments like, oh, that's so awesome, you're so cool. Oh, you look amazing, that's so great, you got to do that. Oh yeah, cheering for you, right? Dopamine, dopamine's being released and you're like, I feel good, this is great. And us ladies, you know, when we go to the salon and we get our hair done and then, you know, we come and we go do our errands and we come home and, and people are like, whoa, something is different about you. Oh, your hair looks so awesome and you're like, Thanks, just got it done. Yeah, I mean like dopamine. Dopamine's being released, right? And someone is like, oh, you just do such a great job at work. You're just so awesome at your job. You're a great leader at work. Dopamine, right? And if your spouse is like, oh, babe, you're looking so hot today, right? You're like, yeah, I'm feeling good. For those of us that are parents, Maybe your kids come to you and you're just like, oh, mom, you're the best. Or dad, you know, you're, you're just my hero. It's like, oh, yes, right? Surge of dopamine. It chemically affects your whole entire body. And so our thoughts affect what's going on within us and then affect our lives. And so the more often that you think a thought, easier it is to think again. And, and I, call it, I call it my default settings. And so when I was working with my counselor, I, I would say that a lot. We would be working through all the things and the issues and the, the, the problems that are holding me up or whatever. And I would just say, you know what, the, these are just my default settings. And I, I just, I need to actually update my, my settings. I need to update my default settings. I need to rework them. And he would just look at me, he'd be like, I love that. That is such a great description. He's like, I'm gonna use that with my patients. I'm like, you're, yeah, you're welcome. 
Well, I could help you. Understand, by understanding me, I'm helping you understand other people. But I call it my default settings. They needed to be updated. My brain needed an update, right? And so there's actually a technical term for this, and it's called neural pathways. And so we have billions of neural pathways in our brain. And, and that's what's communicating with our brain. They're, they're just these roads that are connecting, right, all throughout our brain. There's billions of them. And so it's called neural pathways. And so if you believe a lie for long enough, you start to be impacted as if it was the truth. And so that then becomes a neural pathway in your brain. Another word from scripture, we can say stronghold. That becomes a stronghold, a wrong thought pattern. You get stuck in that rut. You've created that neural pathway. And so I don't know if you have a really nice yard at your house or maybe you've been in, in a field somewhere where it's just awesome green grass. But if you walk across that grass in the same spot every day, you are eventually gonna wear a path in that grass. And eventually all the grass will wear down and it'll go down to the dirt and they'll actually end up like a rut. And so that's what a neural pathway is in our brain. And so at my house, I pull my van in our driveway closest to the grass right in front of the house on the left. And that's right by my driver's side door. And so I park my van in the same spot every time. I get out of my, my side door, right? I get out, step there. I open my other side door because I always put my bag back there and I get that. And then I walk to the front door into the house. So um, I'm creating a pathway in my front yard. There's ruts in the grass. And so now, for the last couple of months, my husband has been strongly encouraging me to pull my van up farther in the driveway so as not to create ruts in our grass. Yes, I've been hearing about this for the last two months. Pull it up farther, pull it up farther. And I am stuck in my path that I always take, which is exactly where I put my car, right? And exactly where I get out. I'm, I'm stuck there. That's my, that's my default right now. And so I have to make a new neural pathway to pull my van up farther. That's what that looks like in our brain. We can create new neural pathways with God's help. We have to make new thought patterns and we have to update our default settings. Science and God work together in our brains like this. Because God, of course, is the creator of all of it. And God created science. He created us. He created our brains. And we can work together with science and with God's power to create these new neural pathways. Talks about it in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And so if you had a frustrating day at work and you come home from work and you walk into your house and the kids are going crazy and it's all loud and it's messy and there's food everywhere in the kitchen and you would normally come home and just start yelling at everyone, 
That's your old neural pathway. You get to create a new neural pathway, which is to come in and take a moment and take a deep breath and pause and pray and ask God to help you respond calmly. And then you can communicate in a clear and calm way. That's what that looks like. We can create new neural pathways. We get the choice. And so if you feel bad about yourself and you normally go and eat a whole bag of chips or maybe a half a gallon of ice cream, you can create a new neural pathway. When you start feeling bad about yourself, you can say, you know what, get up off the couch, go outside, get some fresh air, go for a walk, breathe it in and, and connect with God and ask him to give you self-control. Maybe if you're somebody who gets bored easily and you just go on your phone and you start scrolling through Insta and TikTok and you see all this stuff and you see everyone else's life and how amazing it is and you start feeling bad about yourself, you can create a new neural pathway where instead you say, you know what, I'm bored, I'm gonna go to God's word, I'm gonna spend some time in prayer, I'm gonna allow him to tell me who I am. I'm gonna allow my identity to be found in him, not social media. And you get to make a new neural pathway. We get to do that. And so to think in a different way, we have to forge a new path in our brain. We have to do that. And so the more that you walk that path, the easier it becomes to travel on. And same thing, the less you go on that old path, the harder it's going to be to go back on that old path. We have to identify the biggest stronghold that's holding us back. And I'm only asking you to identify one, not 173, okay? Just one. Some of you are like, oh man, I got a big list. It's like a mile long. No, I get it. We're just going to identify the biggest stronghold, just one and we're gonna start creating that new neural pathway. We have to identify it and we have to name it because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. You've got to name it because the next thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. There is a truth that's going to tear down the stronghold. We have to have God's truth. And why do we need that? In the book of John chapter eight, verse 32, it says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will say that with me, set you free. What's gonna set you free? The truth. You've got to know the truth that's going to demolish that stronghold. Because if you're living a, lot, a life based on a lie, only the truth is going to set you free. I never really understood the power that our brain had until I took on something really difficult, a, a really big challenge for me in my life. I, I was in my, my early 30s and I just had this crazy thought that I would train to run a, a marathon. Uh, hello, that's the silliest thing you could ever do. Like, that's a total lie of the enemy. And if you ever think that, just cast it down in Jesus' name. Um, 
crazy, crazy thing, right? I don't, I don't even know. I wasn't even a runner. I didn't really do much running at the time, but my husband was, and he did multiple marathons, and he did these adventure races, and he did triathlons, and I, I would just watch him train and, and do these big accomplishments, and I was like, you know what? I want to do that too. And so I just was like, I'm going to do a marathon. I could like maybe run a mile at the time. So yeah, we're talking this was crazy, crazy, right? So I'm like, okay, so I start training, right? And so basically when, when you train to run, you know, you just start wherever you're at and you slowly just build on that. And so you start at a mile and once, once you can run a full mile and you can, you can definitely get to three. And then once you get to three, you can get to five. And once you get to five, you can get to seven and so on and so forth. And so you, you can go farther than you actually think you can. So you just keep adding mileage on slowly, a little bit at a time. And so I was doing that and I was training and it was feeling great. I was, I was accomplishing this. I was like, yes, I'm gonna do this. And so I got to the point where I was, was ready to do my 13 mile run. And so my husband said to me, he said, hey, let's, let's do this. I'm gonna do this run with you and let's treat it like a race. Let's pretend you're doing a half marathon race. And I was like, oh yeah, awesome, that'd be great. And, and you know, he was gonna come with you. So I was like, yeah. And we had, our, our boys were little at the time. So we, we actually had to get a babysitter to make it all happen. So we did, and he came out with me on this, on this 13 mile run. And so I was going and going and going, and it was awesome. And I get about halfway, halfway through, and I start slowing down quite a bit, just really getting a little slower. And then pretty soon, Pretty soon I was at a trot. I wasn't walking, but I was trotting. I was like that, that phase right before you walk. Yeah, I, that's where I was at. And my husband was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on? You're getting really slow. And I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I, I'm gonna start walking now. Yeah, this, this, is, this is crazy. I'm, I'm literally done. And he was like, no, 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 don't stop. Listen, listen, don't stop and don't start walking. He was like, cause listen, in about two minutes, if you can push through this wall that you're hitting, in about two minutes, your body's actually gonna hit another phase that you didn't know you had. And you're actually gonna be able to pick up your pace and you're actually gonna be able to go without stopping the rest of the time. And I'm like, yeah, right, you are crazy. And he's just like, no, no, no. Your brain is telling you that you can't do it and that you need to stop and that your body's tired. He's like, that's what your brain's telling you right now. So you gotta tell it that you can do this, that you're not gonna stop, that you're not gonna walk and that you're gonna finish. He's like, just tell it. And I promise you in two minutes, you're gonna switch. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a try. So I did, told myself, don't stop, push through. You can do this, you don't need to walk. You can keep running. And I am telling you within two minutes, I literally felt my body hit a second phase that I didn't know I had. And I actually got faster the second half of the race and didn't stop and finished at a faster pace. I had no idea how powerful our brain was until I experienced that. And that's what we're talking about right now. We are talking about the fact that some of you are here today and that you don't think that you can finish this race 
that God has you on because of the lie that you're believing. And I'm telling you that you can. And through God's power, you're going to be able to demolish the lies and you're going to be able to take your thoughts captive and you're gonna be able to be transformed by the renewing of your minds and you are gonna be able to win this war in your mind by tearing down the strongholds because when you tear down the strongholds, you're gonna win the war. Are you with me, church? You're gonna tear down the strongholds and you're gonna win the war. We have God's divinely inspired scripture as our weapon. We have his truth. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And so today I'm asking you, what lie is it that you're believing? Is it that you will never be enough? Because God says that you are more than a conqueror in Christ. Is the lie that you don't have what it takes? Because in his word, he says that his power is made perfect in your weakness. Is it that you will never be able to do this? Because his word says that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And if the lie is that you feel that you're alone and abandoned, well, I've got news for you. His truth says that you've been bought with a price. You are his, he's adopted you as his very own child. And if you don't think that you will ever be able to overcome your addiction, I've got news for you. The truth says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you. And you have power to win the war in your mind. You have the power. You have the power. You have the truth to tear down the strongholds and to make your thoughts obedient to Christ and you can win this war some of you are here this morning and you have believed the biggest lie that you could ever believe in your life and that is the lie that you don't need God and I know that there's some of you here today that believe that so I'm gonna give you a chance right now to tear down that lie so that you can accept Christ as your own personal Lord and Savior so that you have the weapons to fight this battle. Because first, you need to accept him as your Lord so that you can have access to his power and his truth to fight this battle. And so if you could join me right now and close your eyes right now in this place, because if that's you, if you believed the lie that you don't need God, I wanna give you this opportunity to say yes to him as your savior today. So if that's you, would you raise your hand right now in this place? If you need to accept Jesus as your savior, just raise your hand right now. This is your moment to tear down this lie. Thank you so much. And if that's you, I just want you to repeat after me. God, I need you. I've been going my own way and it's not working. I've been believing the lie of the enemy that I don't need you. And so today I declare with my mouth that I need you to be the savior of my life. Forgive me of my sins, wash me clean, make me new. I say yes to you today and I make you the Lord and Savior of my life.
over the rest of us. I just wanna pray over us right now in this moment. I want you to open your heart right now to respond to him because I know that this is for every single person in this room. Not one of us, not one of us is here that hasn't battled lies in our mind. And so this is for every single one of us. So would you open your heart if you wanna lift your hands to him, you can to respond right now. We're gonna pray and ask that God would break those strongholds out of our minds. And so God, we just come before you right now. We seek you in this place, God, as your children. We thank you so much for the power that you've given us in our life to battle this war in our mind. God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus and for the resurrection power that is in us that gives us what we need to overcome the lies and the strongholds that the enemy has put in our minds. And so God, we just come against them right now. We come against every lie that the enemy has ever spoken over the lives that are here in this room today and those watching online, God. We break off every lie, every stronghold that's been set up and we tear it down now. And God, we make those thoughts obedient to Christ. We tear down the strongholds and we claim your truth over them, God, that we do have the mind of Christ, that we are more than conquerors through you. God, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is in us, God, and we are equipped with your truth from your word to battle and to fight this, God, and, and tear these strongholds down, tear these strongholds down, God, so that we can win the war in our minds. God, we thank you for the victory that you've given us. And I pray over every person here and every person watching online, God, that we would walk in freedom and victory in our minds this week. In Jesus' name, amen.